and welcome to the Fan Fight Podcast. I'm Danielle, and I am joined by Fan Bite's wrestling section head, LB Humpteers. Hello. How are you doing today, LB? You know, you know, it's going yeah. a little crazy. Would yeah. really love to go outside. Yeah. But, you know. Outside is nice. Uh, they finally... Uh, New York is like behind a few states in finally being like, no, you got to wear a mask, dude, when you go outside to protect other people. Uh, so that's the new thing that we've got. That's cool. Yeah, I live in a very right. densely populated. So the neighborhood I live in has the most cases of coronavirus in the sure, city. Sure. Um, yeah. I happen to live next to a busy Starbucks, an active construction site, uh, and at a busy intersection. That's annoying. Yeah. So, and across the street from a park that is closed, but still full of people. Uh, That's a problem. Yeah, so, I get yeah, it. I'm yeah. not getting out much because I'm thinking about driving to a cemetery so I can oh, like walk hey. around there. I'm hoping that's like too morbid for most people right now, so I, I can to, like. I used to train in a lot of cemeteries. Like I used to run cross country in, in college, and like cemeteries were so good for running. <laughs> like really, really good. That's nice and cool. quiet, nice and peaceful, you know? Yeah. Uh, goth. That's awesome. Goth. Very goth. That's where you get your goth running muscles, you know, like yeah. your best ones, you know? It's, it's really, really good. Um, but yeah, it's 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 wild out there. It's super wild out there. But uh, we're here, as we always are, uh, to discuss all things punchy, kicky, and wrestly, that is pro wrestling and MMA. And so every week on this podcast, we do kind of an exchange of knowledge, you know, an exchange between two great art forms. I'm super into MMA, LB's super into pro wrestling, and, uh, you know, we we enjoy learning about each other's sport, and I think it's a really beautiful and really wonderful thing, and this week, LB gave me uh, Kairi Hoju mm-hmm. versus Miko Samora. Sorry, Hojo. Sorry, I it's don't know cool. why I said Hiju there. Apologies. Uh, it's because the, uh, the little um, oh, yeah, cursor okay. is there. Yeah, we've got that little blinky. Here, let me move that, because that's that'll be a problem. Uh, yeah. Part three, uh, that's from 2015 to watch. And I gave them Roxanne Modafferi versus Antonina Shevchenko from uh, last year's UFC St. Petersburg. Almost to the day, actually. I think that was actually on 420 of last year, which is very funny. Nice. (laughs) We both watched both of those events. And then uh, now we are going to discuss them. So, LB, do you want to tell me a little bit about this match that I thought was extremely cool and fun? Okay. So, first of all. This week, the reason I chose this for this week is that this week is the 25th anniversary of Mako Satomura's wrestling debut. Holy shit. Um, Mako Satomura started wrestling when she was 15. I think she debuted when she was 15. Mm -hmm. Uh, So she has been doing this for a really, really long time. She's incredible. She's one of the best wrestlers in the world. I love watching her. I almost flew to Seattle in December. I was supposed to fly to Seattle in December to see her. And then I got sick. Uh, so I couldn't go. I'm but so sorry. It's okay. I will see her again because she will not stop wrestling. Uh, yeah, and she's incredible. So I chose to celebrate that. I chose this match, which is maybe one of my favorite matches of hers. It's this is the third. This was uh, Mako Satomura and Kairi Hojo for the World of I think it's the World of Stardom Championship. Um, so it's this company called Stardom. It's a Women's, yeah, the World of Star, but it's a women's wrestling company in Japan. Uh, Kairi Hojo had become the champion uh, in, I think, the spring of that year. Okay. She and Mako Satomura had had a match in December the year before. Then they had a rematch 
in 2015 that was a 30 minute draw, which is incredible. It's an incredible match. Wow. And then this one was like their the, kind of the final thing in their little feud. Um, Kyrie lost the first match. Second match was a draw. So this third one was her just like defending her first ever singles championship. Um, she was three years. It was three years after her wrestling debut uh, to make Osada Mora's 20 at that this point. You know, major, like, major size difference in terms yeah. of weight, uh, major experience difference. And it's, it's a, it's like a hell of a match. Um, there's, they actually did a great, Stardom put together a great, like, video package, uh, explain, like, kind of showing the feud so far, where it's just Mako Satomura, like, beating the shit out of Kairi Hojo and, uh, Kyrie just getting back up and getting back up and getting back up. So when she gets like when it gets started, she's so pissed off. They're both just like so angry. I don't know. I I, I like this is I think maybe the second time I've picked a match just based on it being like one of my favorite matches of all time. Hell yeah. Um yeah, I am Kyrie so you've actually seen Kyrie before. Yes. Cause she was cornering Asuka in that in the in WWE the, match. The green uh, goo. The green mist, yeah. Mist, yes, the mist. Yes. Yeah, so that's her as a heel. This was her <laughs> as, like, the purest baby face. Yes. The, with the most heart. The, the, the banner that says Kyrie, the people's champ. Oh. Everyone's and, cheering for her. And just the such a good entrance as well. Like, oh yeah, I really, the, really you enjoyed the pirate thing. Yes, she's so doing she, the pirate she, thing. She's got streamers. There were a lot of streamers, and I have to oh, say, yeah. I was watching this. Uh, I was watching this today while my partner was around, and I was like, "Wow, that's a lot of streamers." And they looked over, and they were like, "How can you tell?" And they thought I meant like Twitch streamers, which is very funny and tells you like the state of mind we're all in. I was like, "No, I mean physical streamers." It was like a whole ass thing. But I really loved that, like. Like, I don't know. I felt like the walkouts were longer than maybe usual, but they were also, like, really, really nice and awesome. And, like, both of them had this very refined energy, like a mm -hmm. very almost, like, stately, like, queen-like presence. Yeah. Like, this is two queens coming to battle on the battlefield, and both of them are, like, regal queens. I don't know if that's, like, accurate, but that's No, that's totally that accurate. Mako okay. Satomura has, all, like, that's, she has a very regal energy, which makes yeah. it... Like, even in the ring, she has a certain amount of restraint, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. Um, she's, in, she's a, I mean, she's a master. Um, and Kyrie, I guess, like, her thing is a pirate thing, but it's like <laughs> a princess pirate thing. Yeah. It's, so that comes from, I think she was really into yachting as a teenager and, like, <laughs> wanted to go to the Olympics yeah. in boating. Good. So, good. Yeah. yeah. So she just picked a pirate persona because she loves pirate stuff. I mean, that's fucking incredible. I respect it's, the shit out of that. It's you know? so cute. At, like, we watch this with Japanese commentary and no subtitles, but at one point you yeah. can hear the commentator just say, Jack Sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I definitely caught that. Like, there are like a few phrases here and there. That I was like, oh, I, I know what that means. Like, yeah, they, I mean, they use Jack English Sparrow. words for like sure, moves and body parts a lot. So you'll hear like, elbow. And you're like, yeah, oh yeah, I know yeah. that one. And I know like, an I elbow. Got that. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. So, in within the storyline, that's what what was going on. They'd had this feud. 
but outside of storylines in reality, basically what Mako Satomura does, what like one of the many things she does is she serves as kind of like a boss fight uh, for uh, up and coming wrestlers. Yes. Yes. So she has her own company. She's not a stardom wrestler. Okay. She has her own company called Sendai Girls. She's a trainer. She has her protégés. She has her students. Um, Hell yeah. She travels around the world doing all kinds of stuff. But for her, she also will wrestle in other companies in Japan. And it's often against people who are being kind of established as Mm -hmm. like major new stars. Which is very, we'll get into this later, but wildly... That's also kind of what happens in the MMA fight. But, I know. Yes. <laughs> we did not do this on purpose. We didn't. Uh, but like, it's just really cool that we both kind of did this. At yeah, once. it was like but it's yeah. time for it's time for an underdog who you yeah. can't you just have to love and like it's a that like incredible week. like boss character gatekeeper yeah. veteran kind of figure. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um. So even though, even though Kyrie doesn't win this. She comes out of it, and which is which is what often happens in these kinds of matches with against Mako Satomura. Um, even if somebody can't beat her, if they the performance they're able to put on is impressive enough, and that they're able to hold their own with her for so long, yeah, it actually makes them look tougher and stronger and more like they're on another level than yes. if they had beaten somebody who was less impressive. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Like this is a yeah. thing I feel. happens this isn't like how your record works in mma by any means but i feel like people really latch onto that energy like a lot of times the commentator will be like what heart like what incredible what a good show you know like what a good showing from this person yeah maybe isn't quite on that level but like they're really holding their own and it's really impressive kind of thing so yeah yeah so what did you like about this other than the stately entrances, which I also yes. love. I love how long the entrances are and how it makes it feel, like, so important. Yes. Well, part of it was that this felt like a war. Like a yeah. war of attrition between these two great queens. Like, that, again, I, I apologize for not having uh, maybe the best idea of what was fully going on at any one time. But, like, it just felt like a war. Like, this was, this almost felt at times very much like an MMA fight. Like there's a lot of things they're doing that are, that are, you know, very much like the real moves. Like, again, I was watching this with my partner. I was like, Oh, I did that to you this morning. And they were like, yeah, asshole. You did. (laughs) (laughs) We definitely like, uh, yeah, sorry. I guess I said this before the podcast, but like, uh, sometimes when my partner is here, we roll in the morning, we spar in the morning and like, it's like the best way to start the day. And like today we had like these really equal roles where like we both tapped each other twice and we're getting all these like wild positions and all this weird submissions that we're getting. And it was just like seeing some of these positions in this match. I was like, oh, my God, we were doing that earlier. Like, holy shit, your leg was right there, too. And like, oh, my God, that hurt so bad. <laughs> like, it was very, it was very, very funny. So like carrying that energy uh, from one thing to the next was very fun personally. And also just like. Oh my god, the ending broke my heart. It's so it sad. It broke my heart. Like, I was truly like, oh no, how could you not shake her hand? Like, after after leaving it all out like that, like, you know, a lot of times in an MMA fight or even in grappling that, you know, that I do, you like put your heart and soul 
out there on the mat in so many ways. And then you just, you can't help but love the other person. Like, even if, like, you just fought your ass off with them, like, you love that other person. They just brought out a lot of, like, great things in you. So it's like, oh, my God, thank you so much for the match. You know, even if it's not, like, a big hug or something, you know. Sometimes it is a big hug, and sometimes it's at least that handshake. But denying the handshake. Yeah. Oh, my, I was gutted. Yeah, it's I was really hard. Like, no. How could I, you walk away? Yeah. It hurts. <sighs> She's so Mika Sedimer's like not always a heel, but she sure. she's kind of a heel there. Sure. Like that's kind of yeah. a heel thing to do. That feels like a heel move. It's like really shitty and sad. Oh. And and like everybody it just you just I wanted Kyrie to win so bad. <laughs> Everybody yeah. wants her to win. Like the whole audience wants her to win. All the people on the sides are all other stardom wrestlers. Okay. So it's like this is the stardom championship. Kyrie's a stardom wrestler, and here's Mako Sadamore, who's this legend from the outside, who's not part of the company. Like obviously you want your girl yeah. to hold to hold on to it. And they're all cheering for her and slamming on the on the apron, getting the crowd hyped. And like she can't do it, and it's so sad. <laughs> and then Mako Satomori won't even shake her hand. It's like I wish I, uh, I wish I had I had gotten this with subtitles, but uh, oh, it's okay. I mean, like the energy of it, right, is what I'm gonna yeah. probably pick up on the most anyway. And that energy was clear cut. Like <laughs> that yeah. was, oh, like I I like felt it in my gut. <laughs> I was seriously like, yeah. I felt like I had been punched in the gut watching this. Like, you always respect the other fighter, even if you don't like them. Even yeah. if you kind of hate them. Even if you think they suck. You always I mean, part do of the it handshake. Is, part of you it know? is, sto- it's a story, right? right. Like, I'm it's sure, a story. of course. You of know. Course, but, yeah. But, all, but I mean, there is also this, like, thing of Mako Satomura being very withholding of her respect and very withholding of her praise. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, she did this with another wrestler. She did a similar kind of boss fight thing with another wrestler uh, last year, Maki Ito, who's very new to wrestling, uh, is a failed idol singer um, who did a wrestling match like as a comedy thing and then realized like, this is really fun. I love it. Um, (laughs) And is kind of a comedy wrestler, but has like the most charisma. Um, Not she's not quite there yet in terms of in-ring ability, but she had this big match with Mako Satomura. And there was... I guess in an interview, Mako had praised her in some way. They, she said, like, you know, I think she's, you know, got a lot of charisma. She's somebody to watch out for. And Maki Ito was told, was this was recounted to her on camera. Yeah. She started crying. Oh, my God. That she had just gotten this, like, little bit of praise from somebody, oh. like, on that level. Yeah. And, like, that was not, like, that was not a, she's good at acting. She's not that good at acting. Sure. Like, she had, was really just starting to cry. Because oh that's because because like getting any kind of praise from Mako Satomura is a huge fucking deal. Um, so, yeah, there's like also that level of just like it's not just heelishness. It's just like you have to do you have to go above and beyond to, you know, like her even her gesturing to Kyrie to the audience was actually was also it's actually also a compliment. Like, oh, OK. OK. Yeah. Love like, you know, here, cheer for her. She did a really good job. Not shaking my hand worthy, which is still right. shitty. But right, right. it's like, okay. yeah. And like, Mako's still definitely being a heel. Respect. It's just this tiny, it's, you know, a crumb. <laughs> Please, may I have a crumb of respect, Mako Satomura? 
I guess you're worthy to breathe my air yeah. and not to touch my hand, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is like, and it, but it does feel like such an insult because like, yeah. they, Kyrie, there are a bunch of times where you think Kyrie has her. Yeah, it goes back and forth and back and forth. I mean, super, super intense. Yeah, it's super intense. They like Mako Sanamura's thing is she has a, a lot of restraint. Even when she's mm-hmm. kicking somebody in the head in what looks like an actually very hard head kick, yeah. at least for pro wrestling, yeah. um, it looks like she's holding back. It looks like she's in control of herself. Even when she gets really angry, it looks like she's not all the way crazy angry. Sure. Like, you, it always looks like you could push her further. Yeah. Kyrie throws her entire self, body and yes. soul, into every little move she does. Yeah. Like, I was trying to think about, like, what their styles are. And I'm like, well, Mako Satomura, you know, striking, uh, just kind of general tech, you know, j- ring technician, uh, all-rounder. And I'm like, Kyrie throws her whole body at everyone at all times. <laughs> and screams. Heart and soul style. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and I mean, she, like, her moveset, I think, really speaks well to her character also. Of yeah. just being like, she literally is just throwing her body at people <laughs> yeah yeah i mean there's like a there's such a i mean not to not to get too far into this but there is just such a like withholding dom eager sub energy going yes! on here <laughs> no there totally is <laughs> and it's like really entertaining to watch especially when it's done with this level of craft and like earnestness mm-hmm. i think uh, is a good way to to put at least for Kyrie like truly earnest like that throwing your body that physicality of just here I am take me <laughs> like, yeah here's my body woo <laughs> like uh, at least that's what I read again this no. is like me reading a lot into it because I I obviously I don't I don't uh, speak <coughs> Japanese so I it was very much like just reading energy kind of and so pro wrestling is a, you're telling stories of a fight for dominance. Sure, yeah. That's what pro wrestling is. Yeah. And it's done by two people who have agreed ahead of time on certain parameters of how they're going to hurt each other. Like, I don't think that's a, it's, it's not a, it's not a left field comparison. Okay, okay. Um, Good. There's like something it. inherent, there's something like <laughs> yeah. inherently similar there. Just sure. because it's, you know, it's pretend, but it's not quite pretend. Yes, yes. It's, it's this like weird space where you're doing this stuff that you wouldn't otherwise do for entertainment and you're all on the same page. And, and again, the story you're telling is if like fights, it's a fight to win, but the actual like storytelling parts are very similar because okay. it's about, it's about dominance. So yeah. like, I don't, I like, I, I have definitely found that like. When I first started watching wrestling, that w- this, that was in the forefront of my mind a lot. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. Because as I mentioned before, my background is selling sex toys on the computer I and working it. in a warehouse f- surrounded by, you know, leather things and yes. really funny packaging. Oh, I can only imagine. Oh, can, some like, of the best. I can't like maybe one day we'll have to do a segment that are like your the top three like packaging of sex toys. <laughs> uh, my favorite was the. Uh, oh God, I've got I can I can tell them right off the top of my head. Um, yeah. But yeah. one of them is oh the uh, is the fake Fast and the Furious flashlight. Oh my God. 
Uh, it's how, like racing how the themes. Fuck is it themed? It's just like smaller. Okay. And it's so it's like fast. And it's like sleek and okay. fast. And so they're like, yeah. it's the turbo or something. And like it has like oh very Fast and the Furious inspired graphic design. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm so glad this exists. I'm so glad this is a real thing that exists in our world, in our physical plane. Like, that's just, that, that makes Earth a, a 2% more tolerable to live that's on. That's the best, like, high grade design. The yeah, best, like, yeah. cheap design are, I think it's, it's some, like, fake cream, but okay. it has, like, a buff guy on it, on the oh, packaging. Oh, my God. But there's, like, a high transparency version of the same image of him, like taking up some empty space. So it looks like it's him and his ghost. Oh, oh my God. So buff man and his buff ghost. Yeah, I think I can't remember what it's, what it's called. I don't want to say the name if it's the wrong name. Is it like boy butter or something? No, it's Mr. Thick Dick. Mr. The penis enlarger cream, which definitely works because that's oh, a yeah. thing that exists. Yeah, definitely. It's as real as Mr. Thick Dick's ghost, for sure. Yeah, for and it's, sure. Yeah, so it's wow. him. This is Buff Guy making this like pouty face, and then it's just the face, like really big and transparent. Oh my god! Over penis enlarger cream, it's an in, it's just it's insane. And then one, the other, the third one is this cock ring. Um, yeah. But it just has, like, a picture of a sexy woman on the packaging, but she has a shower cap on for no reason, and it's a zebra print <laughs> shower cap. And the reason I'm able to recount that one so clearly is because I have the packaging uh, in my room, because I always have it, because I love it so much. <laughs> I, I'm overjoyed that you, like, know these things, that you have this, that you've kept this memento of this part of your life, and that that woman is wearing... A shower curtain. A shower. Yeah, like, just, you know, for some people, it does it for you. You know? It's just, and, like, it's beautiful. Yeah. But there's, like, a lot of really good, like, early 2000s graphic design. Oh, I can't So, like, working and shipping and receiving is boring. Sure. It's a sure, boring sure. job. So yeah. if you and your, like, aesthetically inclined, brilliant drag performer coworker okay. are just sitting there day after day... Boxing and unboxing, boxing and unboxing. Like, yeah, you, you're going to be looking at graphic design and picking out your favorites and like, yes. oh, shit, this packaging's busted. Guess I'll get to keep this part and tape it on the wall for our special packaging collage. Oh, that's so beautiful. That's like yeah. an Animal Crossing thing. It's like you get a lot of garbage, but yeah, then you see the thing you, that you really like and you keep it in your house, you know? Yeah, or and you get inspired when you see the garbage. You're like, wait a second. I know something I could do with this. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Oh, it's beautiful. I can cry tears of joy right now. I want to like, I've, I've just, I like, I feel so apologetic to make us more that we went down this path. I mean. Yeah, but so celebrating her 25th anniversary, but also Mako, let me, I, we can only be who we are. Listen, Mr. Thick Dick also probably celebrating an anniversary. You know, we're all here. We're all in this together in this world. We're all in this together. You, me, Mako Satomura, and Mr. Thick Dick. <laughs> I cannot even. 
I can't top that. How am I going to top that? I ain't topping that. Which is interesting because that is, that's how we got into this whole conversation in the first place with Kyrie saying, I can't top that. (sighs) That's what it is. That's Uh, that's our catchphrase. You can't top that. You can't top that. But yeah, I honestly, like, I needed this match. I needed to watch this this week because I was so depressed Yeah. uh, about all the WWE firing stuff and the state of wrestling right now. And it's, it's a tough business to like be a fan of to cover it's all tough and i need to be reminded sometimes like how much i love wrestling and how much like wrestling as an art form is worth fighting to protect yes and Kyrie and mako just screaming at each other Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you know like that's like that's what we what we have to do is just like i needed some of that Kyrie hojo energy right now because I feel yeah. so discouraged. But like, no matter how many times Mako Satomura kicks her in the head, she keeps sitting back up. And she I just have to keep sitting up. back up. That's what it is. We can all take positivity from this. We can all yeah. take, you know, a little bit of energy from this. Because yeah. they, they put it out there, you know? Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah, me too. I love that a lot. Also, uh, this yes. made me think, Kyrie Hojo for WWE Universal Champion. Let's do it. Oh, my God. If you want me to give that company another chance, that's how. Kyrie versus Braun Strowman. Let's do it. Oh, my God. Well, that, is that I like the watch one her thing kick that can bring you back right now? Yes. Would be Kyrie yeah. winning the top men's championship in the company. I mean, she should. She should. <laughs> she yeah. should. I, from my very educated opinion, she should. <laughs> from a six foot eight man. Yes. When she is yeah. five foot one. Yeah. I mean, she could do it. I mean, frankly, she has such a lower center of gravity. Uh, <laughs> true, and she's so fast. Yeah, she's quick. Okay, I'm that. so glad you enjoyed this though, because it's one of my like absolute favorites. It was really good. I watched uh, parts of it like three times. Oh, I'm so uh, glad because again, like there are just bits and pieces of that like back and forth energy that were very enjoyable. So yeah, super liked it. Uh, another fight I've watched like three times. <laughs> speaking of, which was incredible, and also had that like, th- and actually the underdog did it, yeah, in a big <sighs> way. And this is really, really, really fun for somebody. So I'll I'll give you this this little bit of backstory. So okay, we watched a fight. It's Roxanne Modafferi uh, versus Antonina Shevchenko uh, at UFC St. Petersburg just about a year ago, and this was the first. A UFC bout, women's bout in Russia, which is really cool. And Roxanne Modafferi, uh, who was 36 at the time, I believe, uh, just a favorite, favorite, favorite fighter of mine. She is just like, uh, comes off as like an absolute, utter sweetheart, like really, really like awesome person, giant nerd, just giant, giant dork, always doing cosplay, always doing like superhero outfits all the time. You know, she wears like thick glasses she, like, kind of comes into the ring not looking terribly intimidating, right? Like, she looks like a normal person. A yeah. strong and in shape normal person, sure. But, like, she looks like a normal person, right? And she has been fighting for so, so long. She's really, like, a pioneer of women's MMA. She's been doing this for a very, very long time. And the UFC just seems to keep feeding, like, these, like, young, hungry sharks to her that are, like, sometimes, like way like 15 years younger sometimes right like way younger hungry you know supposed to be the new contender in the in the weight class which is a new weight class by the way the the weight class is only like a year and a half old or so uh 125 is still pretty new right and 
at the top of the 125 weight class is Valentina Shevchenko, one of the scariest women who does MMA these days. Like she has she's an incredible scary. aura. Oh, oh my! We are gonna watch a bullet fight. Don't worry, we okay. will. Uh, she can go toe to toe with Amanda Nunes, uh, who is damn the okay. most dominant probably UFC women's uh, UFC fighter right now. Double. Uh, double weight class champion, first openly gay uh, uh, UFC champion in the entire history of the sport. She is engaged to another fighter. I believe they're having a baby. They're the cutest couple I've ever them. seen in my life, and I love them. Uh, but anyway, Valentina's good enough to go toe-to-toe with her, even though she is, like, ridiculously smaller. Uh, like, she's the 125-pound champion, and she went up for a 135 fight, and, you know, it was very close. Uh, and nobody Damn. has gotten close at all with Nunez in an incredibly long time. So just Valentina is so ridiculously dominant, ridiculously dominant. She is a little bit of uh, not. Ex- I wouldn't call her like a woman version of Habib. Not exactly. But she is almost that dominant at this. OK, point. like her skills are just that level beyond most of the people in the weight class. Now, this is. Not that level, uh, admittedly, right? Uh, this is her sister, who's younger. Uh, also, like, a brown belt in judo, a brown belt in jiu-jitsu, and a very good striker. So, Roxy was kind of being thrown to the wolves here. And Got she, it. however, is a wily veteran, I think you could say, very fairly. Yeah. And she is a just unbelievably good grappler. And again, she doesn't look terribly intimidating, but she just has the timing that much better. She just has all these elements that much sharper and that much quicker. And she grappled her way. Uh, it was a split decision, but I frankly was shocked that it was a split decision. I was decision. really surprised. And I wanted, I actually, that was my big, big question was, I don't, I didn't understand how that was a split decision. Yeah, I, I think that was wild, frankly. I, is that I like a, just a, a bias way. thing? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, there are times, which is weird because this is Russia that we're talking about. This is a grappling, uh, you know, a, a culture, a, a country with an incredible history of grappling and, and uh, grappling dominance. So not sure what happened there, uh, but it, it's I thought it was a very dominant win. She's still got the win, so it counts as a win. Um, and just feeds Antonina her first loss, her first professional yeah. loss, while it's, Valentina is screaming her head off oh, from the corner the whole time. I would not enjoy that. No, no, not at all. I, uh, I This is a fight I really like. I, I might show you another Roxy fight uh, at some point as well. But there is just so much heart and so much class and so much soul to Roxy. And the fact that she keeps... Um, there's a fight analyst, uh, his name is Jack Slack. He does a really, really cool podcast and does a lot of like, like very high level fight analysis. Always talks about Roxy and how like she comes in and she's got like her knee sleeves and she's in her mid thirties and she like, you know, she comes in with her glasses. She kind of squints around, you know, she just looks like a normal ass person, right? She looks like a yeah. normal ass person, uh, who trains and she just proves how much grappling is the best thing in the universe, first of all, and how being even that little bit better at grappling can really, 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 really just like, I don't know. I I feel like, again, this is as a grappler, of course, but I just feel like there are times where great grappling, like truly great grappling can win over great striking. Yeah. Uh, Not always. This is not an always, always and forever thing. A great striker can win over a great grappler. There's no like, 
you know, there's no one size fits all with this. Yeah, it's not rock, paper, scissors. It's not at all. Not by any means. Because distance is so different in the two, right? And managing mm-hmm. distance is, is a little different. But yeah, sorry. I've been going on and on and on about this. No. I, I want to know if there's anything all you like useful here. things to understand. Uh, so first of all, like my first comment mm-hmm. was Roxy's so cute. Like that's She's what adorable. That's, but like it's not an intimidating Yes. Aura. It's like a, like, oh, I want to hang out with her. She seems fun. She would probably be very fun to hang out with. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, that's so, I mean, it, like to what you were saying, like, is do you think there's an element there where people like her opponents kind of underestimate her just because she seems so unassuming? I, I really think that happens all the time. Yeah. She like and this is not meant to be any kind of insult, but she looks like a nerd. Right? No, like, she does. She, she looks she's like she's a nerd. You know, I, mean, I Google image searched her, and there's like a picture yeah. of her in fucking Rick and Morty wig. Yep. Or was it? It was either Rick and Morty or like some higher form of Dragon Ball Z Super Saiyan that I don't know about, where your hair turns blue, which I think is a thing. Oh yeah, she's really, really into um, uh, into uh, Dragon Ball Z. Yes. I don't know why I couldn't think of it. I was just picturing Goku and I was like, the Goku thing. The Goku thing. <laughs> the Goku, Goku thing. Goku yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> so so maybe it's that because I think you're like, there's, okay, so first level of Super Saiyan, your hair turns blonde, but I think there's like uh-huh. a Super Duper Saiyan where your hair turns blue. I am not, Okay. I am okay. not up to snuff on my Dragon Ball Z at all. So I may be wrong there. And it maybe was a Rick Sanchez wig. Oh my God. But maybe it is. But or it was a Rick Sanchez wig she was repurposing to be a. I'm gonna look this up because I actually now need to know. No, we gotta get, San- we gotta get the record straight here. Yeah, of Rick course. Roxanne Moda Fairy Dragon Ball Z. Okay, so here's her in the blonde wig. No, I think the blue wig was also a Dragon Ball Z wig. Good oh for her. God. This little dork. She's, she's so just cute. the loveliest. And she she's had a very mixed career, right? Like she started her career in 2003, I think, which very few people fight for that long. That's I feel a like. very long time. And, and there she is also yeah, in the ahead, red Power Ranger outfit. Yep. Oh, How yeah. many Goku oh, yeah. wigs does she have? Probably a lot, to be honest. What um, a little dork. <laughs> I love her. I think she started uh competing professionally in japan I, I think she was like an exchange student in japan oh and like was like oh this is a place where i can start competing because there were very few women's mma promotions yeah. you know in the early 2000s women were not in the ufc until i think 2000 god i want to say 2012 or, or 2013 i think uh let me look that up first women's ufc fight i know who it was between uh it yeah. was of course, Ronda Rousey and Liz Carmouche, also a, a very cool openly gay fighter. Yes, uh, 2012. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is like nine years before women are in the UFC and uh, Roxanne Modafferi is out there fighting professionally. Yeah. It's, it's really, in really incredible. Smack Girl, the Japanese MMA promotion. I'm looking at yeah, that. There you go. She's fought for Invicta, uh, for Strike Force. Um, and now for the UFC, she is, she has faced, uh, people for, you know, like uh, the, uh, the championship on in multiple, uh, accounts. And she's kind of on this sort of silent, um, 
I wouldn't say it's like a title run at this point. She really is a little bit of like that gatekeeper at the top of the division. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, very much like the wily old veteran who gets keeps getting fed sharks. But she's had a couple of really incredible wins in the last year where people have been like, again, saying, oh, she's a little older now. Oh, my God. You know, she's fought everyone. She's been doing this forever. She doesn't look very intimidating. And then she like gets it together and just fucking wins. And it's beautiful. She's so... She's just so hard to root against. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. No, she's so immediately likable. She has that, like, I understand what you mean when she looks like a nerd. It's not just the glasses. It's not just the cosplay. She has this, like, incredibly sincere smile that I associate with nerd girls who are excited to talk to me about their LARPing sword. I I mean, yes, 100%. Like, so completely. Or like, oh, you also like Buffy? Do you want to watch the musical episode with me in my dorm room? Yeah. And like, if like you ever watch smile. her social media stuff, she very much has that energy and she's always talking about like cute yeah. things. She also teaches kids jujitsu, which is the cutest thing in the actual universe. Like when I she's like her. showing up, she's she just got her black belt not long ago, actually, I think within the last year. Uh, and she's been teaching kids, I know, at least since being a brown belt and like. She's just, like, so cute and so sweet and so awesome. She's basically, like, the karate nerd girl. Yeah. Who got so fucking good at this that she's actually competing at, like, the highest level and doing great. Even, you know, I think she's going to be, she's born in 82, so, you know, she's going to be 38 this year. And she's fucking killing it. So she's my hero. I love her. I think she's amazing. And I just wanted to introduce you to her in, in this I sort absolutely of kind of historic love fight. And I oh, really didn't think so she fun. was going to get it. Like, I kept being like, yeah. okay, yeah, she's doing really well here. But, like, uh, like I would be I would be surprised every time she had a takedown. And her takedowns are amazing. Perfect. Um, and you just don't expect them to work. Like, yeah. they come a little bit out of nowhere. And she looks like she's really struggling, really struggling. And then, poof, she's got it. And it's just like, holy shit, she did it. Oh, my God. I was, yeah, I was uh, watching this fight while I was running the other night. And... You know, I, I guess I used to be more self-conscious, even though I'm running like in my own apartment, you know, like I'm usually not the person who's in the gym running and yelling at their iPad. Like, that's a bad look, but I'm doing <laughs> it here for sure. And I guess, you know, things are going to be weird when everything goes back to quote oh, yeah. normal if they ever do. Like, I'm going to have to try not to yell at my iPad when I'm running in the, you know, in a public gym. But I'm like, take down, take down. Yes. Like, I'm like flipping out while running, <laughs> like yelling at Roxanne Motiferi, like. Very, no. very fun. I so. mean, even in like the third round when she was pretty much two rounds up, I still was looking at her like she's the underdog. Like, oh, can she do it? Can she do it? And it's like, yeah, yeah. she's been doing it this whole time. Yeah, I mean, she looks. But she I really just, like she you're right like about her timing. Her time, like yes. her timing doesn't feel like I don't I don't even know like the right way to like there's something yeah. very idiosyncratic about the way she moves yes. and like the way she gets in there and the way she does her takedowns where. Yes. It doesn't give me that, like, it's, even though she's winning, she still is, like, giving off this aura, the same, like, unassuming aura she came in with, of, like, she's trying it, she's spooky, she's got the, she's got heart, but it's, like, no, she's also very skilled, she's just, like. She's also deadly, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, she's deadly, she just doesn't feel deadly. She's, like, like a fucking, yeah, like, I don't know, like a polar bear or something. Yes. Like a tiny polar bear kind of a look to a lot of women athletes who do MMA. There's kind of a look. Now, it's not, this is not a racial thing. It's like everybody just looks kind of a certain amount of buff, right? And a certain amount of like, just like a tough 
person, right? Like, yeah. It's just and like, like completely that, like, I've gotten hit in the face a lot of times face. Yes. And Roxy <laughs> looks like she, like, you know, spends her time not doing that. But she fucking does. And it's it's truly inspiring to me. Like, it makes me feel like my ass at 36 I'm not I'm not trying to fight MMA because my bad wrist. But like it makes me feel like, look, if Roxy can go out there and do it, I can go out there and at least medal in a grappling competition. Maybe yeah. sometimes on occasion. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. I'm going to be honest. I don't. Sometimes I lose a lot of fights, but still <laughs> like it gives me that inspiration. Um, and that's, there's something really wonderful about that. And there's um, there's something to this as well, uh, in, entirely different kind of look and feel, but Daniel Cormier was a, at the heavyweight championship for years and years. He's, he's small for heavyweight. He's like 5'11". Most of those guys are well over six feet and like, he has kind of a dad bod and he's Ooh. like this friendly guy. He has like, he's, he's, uh, you know, has like an entire commentary gig. He's, he's just super like friendly dad bod looking kind of dude who's also like a fucking monster. In there, And there's something that's really appealing to me about when fighters don't necessarily look like badasses yeah. and they can get it done. There's just something very appealing about that. Like that. No, there, there doesn't have to be a look like it doesn't have to necessarily have this like tough badass aura to be a fucking actual badass. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Makes me I mean, and that feels like it would also be an advantage yeah, to a certain to some extent, extent because people underestimate you because yeah. they're because like even if they know better. If you are giving off a vibe that's like, I'm here to have fun. Yeah, right? Someone that, like, <laughs> I don't know. That's what people, like, I kept on not taking her, I kept on not taking Roxy seriously. Like, at one point, I'm literally writing, oh, poor little Roxy. And, like, <laughs> as I was typing it, she took Antonina down. <laughs> I was like, oh, wait, no, she's fine. What am I saying? Like, it, it's so good. And I feel like she's, like, written a children's book or something. Like, it's, oh, God, we're... I feel like I feel like she has because this is her vibe. She she gives off the vibe of a children's book author, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just, oh god, oh. it's that like it's that like also that like again the nerd girl energy, but of like yes. library studies majors. Yes. Oh my god, you're absolutely <laughs> right. The library studies thing is is so so real. Oh, it's so real. I've been like, I think the kids have a lot of energy. So I think it's story time. They should be moving around. Like, oh, okay. That's an interesting <laughs> idea. Like that vibe. That's absolutely right. And it's like, oh, have you been hit in the face a lot of times? Or have you eaten shit in a lot of cosplay? Like, I can't tell. <laughs> God. But like, she's deadly. Her takedowns she's are so, so effective. She, and like. Antonina Shevchenko has such a powerful energy and such like yes. her the way she carries herself. Her strikes look really like they look scary in a way where it just yes. seems like like I think you wrote the notes. She has a really natural she, like she does see she yes. it feels really natural. Yes. Um, her like when she gets those kicks and punches in, she looks they look incredible um, and painful and hard. And and I think it's the third round when uh, she does this like that ground reversal. Yes, it's yes, so yes, yes. good. It's like like she's. I, I I keep on focusing on Roxy because I immediately like fell in love with her because she's so fundamentally oh, lovable. Yeah. Um, but Shevchenko's amazing. Like yeah. even if she isn't showing, like it's 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 obvious that her that she has a lot of skill 
I guess. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is. And it's very like there there's a part of me that that does feel bad about um you know like Shevchenko has a lot of expectations on her, right? She is the younger oh, sister and a very good fighter, but the younger sister of somebody who's so dominant and yeah. so good and screaming and who screams her at off. her. And who not only is screaming at her, but is important enough to merit a picture in picture of her screaming. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot. That, and, like you almost feel bad, where it's like, are you gonna are you gonna live up to that? It looks impossible and hard, and I'm I'm glad I don't have to do that. Yeah, that that seems tough. That seems really tough, you know? Um, But I am so glad for Roxy getting this win. And there's another Roxy fight from later in the year that I might might show at some point as well that is also like a, just a really good, it's just a good one, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just a real good one. But, yeah, I'm just like... It it was really good. I feel like I want to say the word character work and storytelling because like in certain ways <laughs> yeah. it did feel very wrestling match to me. Sure. In terms yeah. of like just the dynamic, it it it, 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 it is just a great story. Yeah, like, it, it is. So yeah, there like those were things I really enjoyed about it, and I also really enjoyed uh, watching the. The like coaches talking to them, and I think it's because yes. it was like a three round match instead of a five round. I was able to really focus on sure. that part instead of like yeah. taking breaks for myself. Um, no, no, totally, yeah. So like, and watching them adjust their fighting styles based on what their coaches are telling them, I thought was really interesting. And like, that's such a cool thing to have as part of the viewing experience. Yeah, I, access I to really that. prefer that. I yeah. really, really prefer that. So when I'm watching, uh, you know, all my fights on. I watch most of them on Fight Pass, but some of them obviously on, on like ESPN Plus. But like, yeah, I, I really enjoy hearing the corners. I enjoy hearing what advice they're giving. And uh, yeah, we mentioned this in the fight, uh, the Invicta uh, Bantamweight fight, where they did that cool experiment with uh, showing the score in yeah. between and like how that can play into strategy of like, do your tell your fighter or not? Because they're showing the corner, which is also saying like, you know, some athletes might benefit from that and some athletes might not benefit right. from that and ha- letting the coaching staff kind of decide like okay you're up or okay you're down like so no it's really cool. smart yeah and like interesting we get more so, as a viewer yes i think so i really know what's going so. on because again like yeah. i am baffled as to how that was a split decision i am too i really think it, it the <laughs> i think the judges really wanted uh antonina to win <laughs> i think uh you know sometimes that yeah. happens um, it's just so weird to me that like a Russian, you know, uh, commission would be. I mean, I get why they would want the uh, the fighter from Kyrgyzstan to uh, yeah. to win, but but like that a striker would be above a grappler. It's like this is this is Russia, dude. Like, come on, <laughs> come on. Where's the yeah. respect for grappling? There is uh, one of the next fights on this card. I also captured that because we might look at it at one point, but like it's one of the just best pure grappling matches of in MMA Hell like, yeah. uh, that I've seen in forever. And it's two relatively smaller guys. So they're 155 pound guys uh, just going after it in such a wonderful way that I was like, oh, yeah, this is Russia. OK, this is some incredible grappling, like just incredible, incredible grappling. So, yeah, Roxy fucking rules. 
Uh, I'm happy about it. I'm so glad that you enjoyed watching her because she's really one of my faves. She just gives me a lot of inspiration every day. Oh, yeah. No, she's like, again, she would make a great pro wrestler. <laughs> Maybe she'll do that Like, later. if she could pick it up, um, which I think she probably could. Like, yeah. her, like the energy, the care, like, I want to say character work, but just her, like, charisma, her mm-hmm. aura, her vibe would make a great pro wrestler. Um, yeah. like, really good babyface energy. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's the thing. I don't think she could play a heel. <laughs> yeah. But. <laughs> no. But I, mean, like, I mean, like, you have people who are babyfaces for their whole careers. Oh, okay. okay. That happens. All right. I For whatever reason, I thought there's typically changes, but hey, that's cool if, like, that's There's often changes, but, like, vibe. if somebody's a really great babyface, like, um, Ricky Steamboat, one of the greatest oh, okay. babyfaces of all time, okay. uh, never turned heel. Gotcha. And, and, like, and there's, like, a power to that. Like, if you never turn heel, that makes you, you know... Like the highest tier baby face. Oh, I love Gold that. star baby face. Gold star baby face. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. I'm sorry. Oh my God. Oh my God. Just... Well, we hope you like our gold star podcast. What are what is this virgin Chad shit I'm doing now again with this Ugh. with these gold stars and all this? Um, LB, was there anything else you wanted to discuss before going to our wrap up here? Uh, I just had a lot of fun with both of these, like yeah. with this fight and this match, and I'm like, I'm really psyched that we keep on kind of I being know. on similar pages. I know like, it's so funny. It's like the the vibe somehow translates, even though we don't, you know, discuss. It, like that's part of it. Like we have a surprise for each other every week. Yeah. So it's like kind of cool that it just keeps being like, oh, this really cool and similar kind of vibe going on here. It's just, I guess, it's like we just know what we need. We just know what we need. That's really what we it know is. what you need, listeners, which is yeah. these two things. You, you should go some, watch both of them. You needed some of this today. That's what we think. Yeah. I think we're right. You know, the world needs us. this. We all need to. Yeah. do this right the now. The world needs healing and it needed what we brought to the table today, I think. So great Let job. your medicine. That's what I have to say is great job y- to you and me. Patting myself Hell, on the back. Hell yes. Great job to you and me and great job to you listeners. Thank you so much for listening and we do hope as always that you enjoyed your combat sports entertainment journey with us. Uh, please do be sure to rate and review our podcast five stars, please. That would be so good. I would love that. Uh, listen to all our stuff at fanbite.com slash podcast. Follow us on Twitter at fanbite media and at fanfight, F-A-N-F-Y-T-E. Instagram at fanbite, TikTok on fanbite, and of course on fanbite.com. And please do watch Late Lunch and all our great streams on twitch.tv slash fanbite. Check out all of the excellent wrestling coverage that LB spearheads at fanbite.com slash wrestling. LB, where can people find you online? You can follow me on twitter.com at hunktears. You can follow fanfight, the thing Danielle just said, uh, just <laughs> for all the articles and stuff yeah. that we do. Uh, this week, I Colette, uh, Colette Aarons, I always want to pronounce her no, name like the with these yeah. long a's uh <laughs> did a really really great piece about wwe being deemed an essential business and all the fucked up wheeling and dealing vince mcmahon does uh like just a really great piece on that and the firings and stuff wrestling's a fucking mess right now yeah. world's a mess everything's on fire sense. uh yeah. but that piece is great i did a big thread uh of some of my favorite articles we've published in the last week or so um, check that out. Yeah. 
Um, Fan Fight VCR is my new podcast with Colette. We are yeah, doing twice a awesome. month. Uh, yes. So our first episode was from last week. We will have a new episode next week. It'll be on this very podcasting <gasps> feed, though. So this feed, this very feed. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Stay safe out there, everybody. Yeah, be safe. Please be safe, everyone. Yeah. Um, Save your uh, jumping, your diving forearms over the stairs for uh, post quarantine, oh please. I I gasped when that happened. I was like, oh my god, she did the thing. It's very good. I make a lot of weird noises when I'm watching. Yeah, and no screaming in anybody's faces either. Yes. No, Save that for that. after quarantine. Yeah, don't do that. Even with a mask on, just don't do it. Just no, don't do it. Don't no. do it. Wait, should we make a sound effect? Oh, what should it be this week? Could it be like an unexpected grapple? An unexpected takedown? Yeah, I was just thinking, like, right. what's a takedown sound? I guess we'll yeah. find out. Alright, All right, ready? Okay. Three, two, one. <gasps> ah, something. <laughs>